Welcome, everybody, to your all-time favorite podcast, of course, in the world, Persuasion School, and what's arguably the most useful podcast out there. First things first, I've got to say, my recording studio today, I'm in a mobile recording studio, we'll call it that, and so where I'm located today, I cannot for the life of me get away from these helicopters up above. I think they're conducting helicopter tours. So you may occasionally hear the rumble of a helicopter, but whatever. It is what it is, and we're going to keep rolling. So hey, my name is Jake Savage. Glad to have you here if this is your first time. Quick background on me. First off, you can read the bio on whatever platform you're listening to, but I'm a former door-to-door salesman. I knocked on about 100,000 doors over the course of several years and then transitioned into a sales startup where my job there was to build and train a team of salespeople around the nation. I was the president there for the last three years, and we hit some super cool milestones together, like Inc. 500 fastest growing companies in the nation. Twice we made that list. And then now I teach the masses how to be more persuasive through this podcast, Persuasion School. So if you're looking to be a more effective communicator and become more persuasive, this is the place to do so. So for you to get more of the things that you want in life, whatever it is that you want, everyday things like raises, promotions, deals, dates, donations, just influencing people to take action and get buy-in for your ideas. One of the most important skills in life. So if that's what you're looking for, you're in the right spot. So today's Monday, meaning it's Monday Q&A. So on Monday Q&A, I'll answer a question that comes through from the listeners of Persuasion School. We've had some really cool questions lately, things like, who are my mentors and how do you go about finding a mentor or getting somebody to say yes? How do you ask for a raise in the midst of the pandemic without looking like a jerk? And I've got some other fun questions on the horizon too, including today. I think this is one that a lot of people are going to, it's going to resonate with a lot of people. So this is, that's what happens on Monday. Then on Wednesday, we've got Whiskey Wednesday. So that's an informal segment where my wife, Alexa, and I try a new whiskey every Wednesday and we just chat informally and openly about things going on in my life. Usually a fun story is involved and we find a way to tie it back to persuasive communication. For example, this past Wednesday, I shared the story about the time that I showed up to Istanbul, Turkey to teach English for a month and a half. And I knock on the door of the address I've been given by the organization and they had never heard of me, had no idea I was coming and had zero plans for any English classes ahead. So it made for a super interesting six weeks stranded in a foreign country with nothing to do. So uh, that was that was last Wednesday's episode. Highly recommend checking that out. And then, uh, so that's, that's Monday and Wednesday. And Thursday, I will either prepare a lesson on persuasive communication from my 14 years in sales or maybe neuroscience or psychology, or we'll interview somebody awesome and we'll center the, the conversation around something that has to do with how to be more persuasive. And this past Thursday is actually turning out to be one of my all-time top-performing episodes. I sat down with an 11-year-old girl who's a Girl Scout, a Girl Scout cookie sales pro, I should say, and picked her brain on how she crafts and gives her pitch, how she stays motivated going from house to house when she's doing door-to-door, how she overcomes rejection, how she closes, It was fantastic and way better than I was anticipating. I mean, I figured it would be pretty cool, but it turned out so great. And there are plenty of insights in there that will apply to 
everyday life. So not just sales. Oh, and by the way, this podcast is not necessarily for people in sales, although you're of course welcome here to sharpen your skills. We're really trying to take these principles that tend to be used more by salespeople and apply them to the masses. So no matter what you're doing in life, you can utilize these methods of communication to get more of the things that you want. So there's a lot to learn from an 11-year-old Girl Scout Cookie Sales Pro. Highly recommend checking out that episode too. Okay, so here we go, diving into today's question on Monday Q&A. This is a fantastic question. I'm sure this is going to resonate with a lot of people. It comes from a woman who chooses to remain anonymous. So we're going to call her Sarah for the sake of this scenario. So Sarah is not her real name, but her real job is that she's a news anchor for a local network in a metropolitan area, we'll say. So I'm going to go ahead and read her question, provide some some thoughts that I have written down. It's a... A lot to go through today, but I think it's going to be very effective. And of course, you can always hit rewind if it's too much. But I I think that this is going to be uh, the best strategy moving forward for Sarah to get what she wants. So here we go. I'll go ahead and read your question. Okay. Hi, Jake. I'm a news anchor and meteorologist for a local TV station in said metropolitan area. And I'm up for a contract negotiation soon. I recently found out that they're offering me just a 1% raise. And after asking some former coworkers who are no longer in TV, I see that the offer is just at or below what one woman was making six years ago in the same position, who had two years experience to my now 10. We're hiring an evening news anchor and I found out that salary is more than double what mine is for the same job in the mornings. Because I anchor and do weather part-time, I have unique abilities that others in this role didn't, and frankly, not many in the country do. They've made it abundantly clear that they know I bring the team good ratings and the community has grown to know and love me. They also mentioned in my review earlier this week that they plan on having me do weather for noon newscasts more frequently, using this other skill of mine much more. I need guidance on what I believe to be more than just asking for a raise. We're talking about tens of thousands of dollars discrepancy here, to bring me into an acceptable range. My emotions are still very high after hearing this news. I feel more than slighted. Thanks for taking the time to read this and for any advice you may have. All right, Sarah. Well, first, I, and I'm sure anybody that is listening, completely understand where you're coming from and why you feel slighted. I mean, being offered a 1% raise, given the circumstances, does seem... Very much below what should be deserved or even what's fair. So let's go ahead and dive into my strategy here. Got some thoughts for you on how I think you should proceed moving forward and how we can try to get far more than a 1% raise. All right. So number one, we need to look at, uh, we need to look at this as an exchange. Like your pay and anybody's salary here, we need to see it as an exchange of value between you in your employer, right? So when it comes to this exchange, your employer offers three things, steady income and benefits, meaningful work, which I can tell that you like to do after checking out your LinkedIn and, and Instagram. I can tell that you love what you do. So steady income and benefits, meaningful work, and then company and culture, right? So those are the thing, that's the value that your, your employer offers. And then what you offer your employer is essentially just one thing. 
that's multifaceted, of course, but essentially it's just one thing and that's your contribution to their bottom line or to their profit. All right. So when I think about your contribution to their bottom line, I think about the old quote from, I believe, John F. Kennedy, which is a rising tide lifts all boats. So as far as you contributing to the profit, you've got two realistic uh, options in that scenario. You're either one of the boats or you're the tide, right? All right, so a boat just clocks in, does the work, minds its own business, and then clocks out. Whereas a tide is more of a leader whose actions influence everybody else on the team. In your question, you said two things that lead me to believe that you're a tide in the scenario and not just a boat. So for one, you're skilled in more than one area, both as an anchor and a meteorologist. So this tells me that you're a go-getter who's capable of handling more responsibility than most, and you're a self-learner and self-motivated individual. Two, most importantly, you bring the morning team good ratings, right? So this is key because higher ratings are going to bring more eyeballs onto your channel over other news channels, and that increases the amount that your network can charge for advertisements, increasing their revenue and ultimately their profit. So those two things to say, it seems pretty clear to me that you're more of a tide than a boat because you do have a massive impact on this network's bottom line. All right, so with all that said, typically most companies will determine their pay ranges based on what a boat is worth to them, not necessarily a tide, right? So that's probably why they offered you this 1% raise. They probably have a standard uh, pay scale that their HR created, and that's just what they're following here. It's based off of boats. What is a boat in the harbor worth to them, not necessarily the tide? So there are going to be three steps to what we're going to go through today. So the first step is you have a mission, and your mission is to help your boss see two things. First, you need your boss to see that you are a tide and not a boat. This is important because when a boat goes out, you just replace it. But when a tide goes out, all of the other boats are lowered. So you need to find a way to convey that you are willing to leave, right? Because if you're the tide and you leave, all the other boats will start to go down. Everybody's productivity, the ratings, etc. So you've got to convey that as the tide, you're willing to go out and leave. And if you, if you aren't willing to leave, you don't really have the leverage in this scenario. And that's one of the biggest themes when it comes to people asking for raises from their employers. Employers know typically many employees are risk averse and that they aren't willing to leave to go to another place because they are trying to avoid that risk. And that gives employers usually the upper hand in almost any scenario. So you have to convey that you're at least willing to leave. Not talking about like going to leave, not saying that you're, you're, you've already got other offers or you know whatever on the table. We're not there yet. Just willing to leave. That's important. All right, so step one of, of this whole strategy, get your boss to see first that you're a tide and not the boat and that you're willing to leave. And then the second thing is that as the tide, you can help them get what they want. This is important. If you're just a boat in the harbor, then you're just clocking in and clocking out. But as the tide, who has the ability to influence the height of all the other boats, you need to help your boss see that you have the ability to help them get what they want. All right, so that's step one, getting your boss to see the two things. You're a tide, not a boat, 
and you can help them get what they want. Step two, we need to build and tell a compelling story that will persuade your boss to give you the raise, right? So I've talked before in this show about how the biggest mistake a lot of us make when it comes to to, uh, storytelling is positioning ourselves as the hero in the story. And that would look something like this. You know, I've been here all these years. I'm both an anchor and a meteorologist. I bring good ratings. I'm this, I'm that, I'm loyal, I'm in early, I'm out late, etc. We're when when we do this, we're positioning ourselves as the hero in the story. What we need to do is position our boss as the hero in this story. Your boss is the one with the, the decision-making ability to say yay or nay to the raise. So we need them to feel good about themselves, right? I mean, who doesn't want to be the hero in the story? So we've got to make them the hero in the story. And if they're the hero, that means we are the guide, all right? So if they're Harry Potter or something, we're Dumbledore over here and we're helping them get what they want. All right, so as the guide, we have a responsibility. We need to figure out what the heck our boss wants Then we need to find out what's in the way of your boss getting what they want. And then lastly, we need to come up with a plan to help our boss get what it is that they want. So find out what they want, find out what's in the way, come up with a plan to help them get what they want. That's it, right? So obviously huge theme here is just flipping this narrative to not be about us and to be about the person who holds our fate in their hands, right? Almost any discussion on raises since the history of an employer and employee relationship has been oriented around the person. Hey, look at me. I've done all these things. It needs to be about your stakeholder, the person who has the power to make the decision. That's all we're doing here. All right. So you're the guide, Sarah. You need to find out what it is your boss wants. Find out what's preventing them from getting what they want. And then find out how you can help them get what they want. So that's step two. So again, step one Help your boss see you're a tide and not a boat. And that as a tide, you can help them get what they want. Two, realize you're the guide. Find out what it is they want, what's in the way, and how you can help them get them. And now for step three. All right, so this step is going to require a little bit more work and research on your part. So uh, again, another theme here is can't just be going in, asking for raises willy-nilly. Let's be strategic, people. Let's build out a plan. We can't just go in and cross our fingers and hope for the best. So some work involved. You got the first two steps. You know what you need to do. Now a little bit more here. Starts with some research on other networks. Find out if any other networks are hiring and then try to figure out what the pay range for those roles is. Not suggesting that you go ahead and apply for these. That's not the goal. The goal is not to convey to your boss that you've already got one foot out the door. That is not going to help you negotiate anything. We just need to convey that you're willing to leave, not ready to leave and want to leave, just willing to leave. And they need to know and believe that you're serious. All right. So that's why we're doing this research. So find out about some other networks, who's hiring, what they pay, if possible. Then the next step, which it sounds like you've already got down, is to find out what the standard pay range is for somebody in your role. All right. So who else is hiring? What's the standard pay range for your role? Then the third part of this step three phase here is to to build out the the narrative that your boss can actually tell to their boss. 
right? That's one of the biggest problems when it comes to asking for raises is your boss is in charge of overseeing your team. They might be in charge of, you know, revenue and expenses and all that jazz. So they, they probably want to appear business savvy to their boss and say, hey, I've been monitoring these expenses. This is what each person on the team makes. You know, and we're, we're increasing revenue and keeping expenses low, maximizing profitability, et cetera. So when you go and ask for a raise, they're more likely to say no because they want to just protect those, those numbers, right? To look good in front of their boss. So it's not always that they don't want to help you. It's that they don't know what to say to their boss, because if you don't equip them, what do they what do they say? They just go to their boss and say, "Hey, I, you know, Sarah's been going above and beyond. I uh, decided that we should go ahead and give her a ten percent raise." That doesn't, you know, there are plenty of people that work hard on the team, so that's not going to necessarily be a good enough or compelling enough story for your boss to tell their boss. So that's that's what we're going to do here is just come up with that narrative for them, tell them what to tell their boss. This is going to help you immensely. So food for thought here, we want to be able to point some of these things out so that your boss can go to their boss and the conversation will look a little bit more like this. Hey, you know that phrase, a rising tide lifts all boats? I've been thinking lately that Sarah is kind of like a tide. I mean, she just brings a fresh energy and life every single morning to our show and everybody loves working with Sarah. And our, our ratings have been going up, as you know, and I think a lot of that is probably attributed to her. She just elevates and raises the bar for the entire team. Typically, you know, it seems like a lot of anchors in her position make X amount, but she's she's probably worth more than that. Something like, you know, Y or Z. There are a few other networks hiring right now, and, you know, Sarah is pretty smart. She knows her value. She might leave if we don't end up taking care of her. Now, I don't think that we have to pay her Y or Z because that's a lot and we've got to monitor our expenses. But I bet you that I could keep her here if we just offered her A. So that is an example of the type of conversation we hope that your boss will have with their boss. And it's going to have far better chances of looking like that if you equip them with what to say ahead of time. You know, there are plenty of times where your boss may say something like, hey, I'll bring it up in the next meeting, but they never do. Well, you know, they might have so many other things on their plate that giving you a raise isn't necessarily a top priority, especially if it's not going to positively impact them. So the whole finding out what they want and helping them get that thing, that the whole point of that is just motivating them enough so that you're top of mind. So they want to go set this meeting up with their boss and bring it up and go to bat for you. So that's one. And then doing the rest of the research on what the people in these positions typically make is again, equipping them with what to say and they're going to look good in front of their boss when they say, hey, we don't have to necessarily pay her Y or Z, those much higher numbers that honestly Sarah's probably worth. I bet you can get her to stay for X, right? So then it makes your boss look good. Like your boss look business savvy in front of their boss. That's the whole thing that we're going for here. So that's that's the point of that. All right, so in this conversation, we, we've covered a lot of ground, right? In this conversation, the one that you're going to have with your boss you're going to bring up these points. You're going to explain how you're the tide and not a boat, how you influence the rest of the team and how you help elevate everybody together, which leads to higher ratings and how that reflects positively on your boss. Then you're going to explain and reiterate to your boss what it is they want. Hey, I know you've told me that your vision for our team is to be the number one in terms of ratings in the entire 
X metropolitan area. And then you're going to explain how you can help them make that a reality. So that's painting a picture of what success will look like for them. And then you transition from that into asking for your raise and say, hey, I've done all this research and I've also seen that other networks network this one and that one and so and so are currently hiring for anchors with my skill set and they're offering this amount. Now, I, I do love working here and I want to be a part of that vision you know, that you mentioned of being the number one in ratings in this region. I've been here for all these years. I do want to see that through. But, you know, I've got a family to take care of. And this is a two-way street. And I do honestly believe that I'm worth way more than this 1% raise. And I think you know that too. And, so, and then you need to say, I'm not trying to be greedy here and ask for more than I'm worth. Although given the fact that I have dual skills with both meteorology and anchoring, you could argue I should be worth more than the standard amount that these other anchors are making. But I don't really care about that. Again, because I'm not greedy and I, I am a team player. I just want to come to you and ask for what's fair. And then you need to paint a picture for what failure will look like. And say, you know, if, if I'm not able to obtain what's fair, I'll be forced to go to another network where I can so that I can better provide for my family and to a place where I do feel appreciated and valued and, and part of a team atmosphere where we're all fighting the same mission together, right? And if that happens, I don't know if we'll be able to hit that mar that benchmark and that vision that you have of us be being the number one in terms of ratings in the region. So you've painted a picture of success. You've introduced your case as to why you believe you deserve the raise. Then you painted a picture of what failure looks like. All of this together serves as you equipping your boss with the right tools to go to bat for you and to be successful. All right, so Sarah, that wraps it up. I hope that this has been helpful. Feel free to DM me if you do have any other questions, but again, it's gonna require a little bit of time and effort on your part, but I hope that you can make this happen because it does sound like you definitely deserve more than this 1% raise. Guys, if you're looking for more content on persuasive communication or how to be a more effective communicator, Catch me on Instagram. I'm pretty active there. Usually posting different videos or, or pictures on a daily basis. So it's at It's Jake Savage. And you can always DM me if you have any questions. A couple things as we wrap up here. One, there's a live survey on the website. I know everybody loves taking surveys. It's one of your favorite things. It is only 60 seconds with 10 questions. And it just helps us to better understand you, get to know you better, so we can continue improving the show. So would greatly appreciate it if you'd be willing to help us out. Two, reviews. If you use Apple products or you listen on Apple Podcasts or have access to Apple Podcasts, a review goes a long way. And if you don't have time, at least I would ask that you would tap the stars. If you feel, though, only if you feel like you've received four or five stars worth of value from the show. If so, tapping those stars would be greatly appreciated if you're willing to help us out. And then a review, man, mind-blowing. And here's why. We're having people reach out saying they are getting raises. They are getting promotions. They are navigating job interviews and getting the jobs because they tried something they learned on persuasion school. So when we get more ratings and more reviews, that helps the algorithm to boost us up on these podcast platforms and get in front of more people so we can help more people 
get more of the things that they want in life. So you can help more people do that by dropping us a little review or rating. And we're going to ultimately help more people out there get what they want. So that'd be greatly appreciated. Then very last thing, as I've been saying on all other episodes, my wife and I are passionate about fighting sex trafficking and all types of human trafficking. And if you want to get involved, I wanted to simplify it and just put a button on the website for you to go and donate to. Alexa and I will pass on 100% of what's given there to anti-trafficking organizations both here in the U.S. and abroad. So again, if you want to fight the good fight, but just haven't done anything yet because you didn't know where to start, that's an easy place to go ahead and get involved. Also, you can buy one of those t-shirts, the one I'm wearing in the cover art. Trust me, I'm a salesman. I've got trust me, I'm a saleswoman too. The profits from those shirts go towards that same mission. Guys, thank you for listening. Hope today's episode was helpful. Enjoy the rest of your week. I'll catch you on Wednesday for Whiskey Wednesday. Adios.